Hello and welcome to the WooCast episode number 24 with Amy Spicer. My name is Mackie. And I'm Juliet. We're here to explore all things weird, weird and woo-woo. And, and Mackie's annoyed because <laughs> I'm we, not annoyed. we tried to record this annoyed. intro like multiple times and we keep getting an error. Technical difficulties. <laughs> I also was recording cardio sessions earlier today and I also had technical difficulties. So mm. it's, uh, it's a whole thing. Been a day. Sometimes that happens. And also I had a flat tire today. That was like yesterday, but you had to fix it today. Yeah, I fixed it today. Yeah. Well, you know, shit happens. Shit happens. And it's how you respond to the shit. I'm responding. You're responding. Yeah, exactly. Just suck it. <laughs> my, my favorite line in my class, suck it up, buttercup. People Ugh. like that line, which is a little negative, honestly, Ugh. but it's cute, you know. Cute. It's like a cutesy line. Um, this was an awesome episode, though. This was I'm beyond. Not annoyed with the episode. This was beyond. Amy, you're a goddess. Thank <laughs> you for coming on and doing the show with us. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. You have so much knowledge, wisdom, and uh, man, like you freaking blew my head off with everything you were saying. Like if I had a wig on, my wig would be like flown <laughs> back like 50 feet behind me from this episode. Who wears wigs? Me. <laughs> well, not anymore, but I did. I wore wigs in college. I realized it's kind of a cheat that you could have perfect hair if you just put a wig on. So I bought this. It was only one. It was one wig. It was this long brown haired wig with like little curls at the bottom, you know. For some reason, my uh, association with wigs, I just think of colonial guys wearing their white powdered wigs while they're signing the Declaration of Independence. Mm. They all had bed bugs or lice or something oh, like that. Yeah, well, I did not have that. I did have lice, though, for... Somebody fact-checked that for me. I had lice for, like, far too many years when I was in elementary school. There was, like, an epidemic of lice, and I kept getting it from this one girl over and over again. And eventually, my mom had to hire... I'll never forget. I had to hire a $500 nit picker. Someone to come in and pick all the nits out of your head. And it took hours, $500. Wow. But then I never got lice again. Hopefully. You like my mom's Brooklyn Jewish accent? (laughs) It's a little exaggerated. It is exaggerated. Juliet. She does say my name like that. Juliet. And her drawers. And she says drawers and brewers. brewers. (laughs) And I thought spatula was spatula until I met you. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right back to amy so she's was given the name vera shanti by her teacher vera meaning infinite power and shanti meaning peace which is i think a beautiful name yeah and she really embodies this she is an incredible yoga teacher she has her own studio called yoga love and she's also an energy worker here to share her gifts with all of us and help us recognize the deep beauty behind our birth lyric guy. And one of the things you guys are going to hear, which is just fascinating, is that uh, I won't want to give all of it away, but one of her best friends passed. And then subsequently, uh, <laughs> Mackie, that's your word. The word of the day. I can't. <laughs> subsequently. He was like, say subsequently. Visited. And I was like, who the hell uses that in a sentence? He's like, I do. All right. So, so basically her best friend passed away and then um, came back to visit her and give her these really strong messages that it was her time to step into her role fully as an energy grid worker and uh, a true healer and to just embody that fully, which she's doing now. And she works with clients. And, you know, even on this 
podcast, she was picking up on things and like told Mackie that he had an issue going on. You guys will hear it later. And Mackie goes, how did you know that? Like some crazy stuff. So listen to this episode. Can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. I'm going to be listening back uh, as soon as we finish this intro. Yeah. My only regret is that we, Amy lives here in Philadelphia. And my only regrets, we didn't meet her sooner. I know. I know. But now we know her and, you know, we can connect with anyone all over the world as this past year has taught a lot of us. So uh, I'm, I am going to try to get together with her. I was texting with her, though, to go on a walk before we leave Philly. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. All right, guys, here's the episode. Hope you enjoy. Oh, one last thing. We kind of jumped right into the conversation again, because what happens is we get on these Google meetings and the conversation just starts flowing. And I didn't hit record yet on the recorder. And I was like, well, I'm just going to hit record. And uh, so we kind of jump right into the conversation midstream. But you'll get caught up real quick. Yeah. And please, 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 if you are enjoying this show and you have not rated or reviewed, just quickly, if you're on your iPhone, just go to the Apple Podcast app and just review it. And if you could just write something in, it has helps us so much to get the word out and get more people listening to the show. We put a lot of love, time, and energy into this, and as much support as we can get, uh, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you guys, and uh, enjoy. Back in, just... Just do one or two clients a day. Maybe when you say, time when you come, say your team, do you mean your like your spiritual team? Yeah, okay. like my guys. Your guys, like, yeah. Okay. The beings that I talk to, the the ones that make me psychic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the talk to. Yeah. Um, and they're very clear on, and I listen to them. They're very crystal clear, and they get very loud. Like they'll tell me they'll go like go go now do this do it now, and I just don't question. Mm-hmm. I just do it. Like one time I, um. They came in, they're like, you were to go to Malta on the other side of the fucking planet to go work with a woman, get a ticket, go now. Like what? For three days. Who, who goes is to the, the woman? Um, she's now my teacher. Her name is Ma'ananda Srimati Julie Pyatt. She's the wife of a man named Rich, Rich Rolls. Roll? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Just, yeah. I just stayed with them in September. We love them. Yeah. We really love yeah. them. Rich Roll is an intimidating individual. <laughs> Did you hit record, Mackie? It's recording. Oh, he does this. All right. Hi, Amy on the podcast. We're Welcome so, to the WooCast. We're so relaxed here. We just go right into it and the conversation starts flowing. So, <laughs> well, hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I don't know. My pleasure. Find me? I think where I found a lot of our like guests that I, I made a list when we started the WooCast of people I want on the show that I've listened. I'm such I listen to so many podcasts and then I've yeah. got I go down rabbit holes of listening to people. And a lot of where I found so many of the guests is through Jessa Reed and oh. being on her Patreon. So I think you had were maybe on a Patreon episode with her. Yep. I've been on a couple episodes with her. Yeah. I just heard today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is. One cool cat. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She has helped me a lot in my life. Um, just listening to her and m- making sense of a lot of things that I've been going through personally. So, yeah. Yep. So I think that's well, how, how we found you. And then I was like, wait, she's in Philly, too. That's crazy. 
Yes. Yep. <laughs> Not for long, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting t- talking to your guides about and you know them being the ones to say like nope just do a couple of clients a day and you know mm-hmm. I was thinking that for myself today as I was having an extremely like draining day in a way that I started to feel like a lot of old anxiety show up for me mm-hmm. and as I'm transitioning into a new career because I no longer run a fitness studio which i was running for the last 11 years now mm-hmm. i'm doing coaching and you know and really helping people with mindset and their health on a deeper level and energy healing and um i think my capacity is lower than i want it to be like meant like went from a logical standpoint i'm like i can do i've done a lot i can do a lot but from like the real intuitive side it's like no your capacity is actually pretty low like one or two people a day and if i have too much work i get really like overwhelmed if i have to do all these like notes and follow-ups with people it drains me like crazy yeah and i think that there is um there is an there's a stop being placed in uh coaches healers activators people like like us that is meant to slow us down because everything is speeding up. My team is very specific. I'll go in and try and channel to be like, how do I get more efficient? How do I do more of this to to heal more people? And they're like, you are not to be efficient. You are to be thorough, slow down, be thorough, Mm. um, truly heal, truly activate, calm down. Where are you going? Like your whole role was to do this. There is no finish line. There's, you can either truly serve and enjoy it and love being this conduit, or you can become resentful because now you feel indebted to do this. And then your energy will shift. My energy will shift. If I, you shift from a, tr- a truly activating an individual to now I have to perform or now I have to make, cause I'm exhausted and not really tapped in. So now I'm starting to make shit up and mm-hmm. my team put a hard stop in. They're like, please calm down and and same with so many other people i know yeah i think that's why for for us and for like me having alternative streams of revenue is important i can't just rely on one modality to be the thing that is gonna like be how i make a living that's why mm-hmm. i have to dip myself into like i make fitness videos too and i'm doing this because then it just feels like it just feels a lot better than like right just relying on this one specific modality of like helping people and healing and doing healing work is really you can't guarantee that you're going to have all of that all the time right plus the other side of that is and i talked about this somewhere else with someone on the other side of depending upon coaching or healing or activating the flip side of that i am depending on people to be broken so now i need people to be broken in order to fix them and how backwards if how backward is that mm-hmm. instead i am here ready to help when the right person finds me rather than me needing to put out content that kind of sparks the insecurity or the that lack program in people if i put out a ton of content that makes me somehow look like i have it together over anyone else that i trigger their their lack, the intention behind that 
automatically lowers the entire vibration of the exchange. Yeah. And it ruins it. Yeah. And it's just not who I stand. It's not who I am. So I, I res- barely, I respect that a lot. I respect that a lot. Thank you. I barely put out content and, um, anytime, anytime I have the thought like, Oh, nobody's, nobody's going to need me or nobody's booking me. I get slammed right away and I can hear them mm. giggling. They're like, <laughs> 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 stop. I Just- mean, social media is a, is a new phenomenon. It's not been around that long and there have been healers for you know for thousands of years that you know they they people go to them they find them you know you will find the person that is right for you um it it will show up for you you don't have to even really go looking and i've been you know really asking that too in the way of the clients that i'm meant to work with will show up for me and not me having to ping people or make make a stupid fucking reel on Instagram to like, you know, to be like, you broken, me not broken anymore. Like, I don't even uh, oh, like pointing. And listen, thing. for anyone listening, this is not to, this is not to shit on your game. Everybody's no. approach is, you know, is your approach. And if it's working for you and if you feel good about it, go for it. There's just a lot of that that I really don't feel good about. Like, it gives me a yucky feeling inside for me. But I know people who do that stuff all the time. Like that's their game. They like yeah. posting on social a lot. They love doing, you know, and, and some of it I like, some of it I like too, you know, if it feels right in the moment, but the, for me, it can't be like, um, a, a part of strategy. It can't be like, I can't strategize with it. That's where it gets like too businessy, you know, like in the way of, okay, I'm going to post this on Monday, this on Tuesday. Like that feels really crappy to me personally. I'm just, yeah. I'm also in human design, a manifester. So I basically don't have any kind of like, like either I'm like, yeah, let's do this all of a sudden. Or I'm like, I need to take a nap all the time. <laughs> so I'm really, and I've been, you know, knowing that has been really helpful for me for, because uh, for the longest time I just thought like, wow, I'm really, um, like unmotivated in a weird way you know we're motivated in weird ways so that's why it is nice to kind of like get to know you to know yourself and do this work you know typology i guess you'd call it is good when you can type yourself a little bit you don't want to box yourself in yep i agree it just works out for me because i'm not that creative I i barely know how to use electronics so the fact it works out great for me so now i don't really have to worry about creating content i can just share funny shit and be like let's I'm here. I, let me just share this funny meme. That's my, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still working. And yeah. then we call it a day and move Well, on. just going back to the whole, like, you know, relying on people that are broken. I was listening to Drew Canoli, who's like the founder of Organifi. He was on a podcast and he was um, <clears throat> talking about looking at people rather than broken as being whole, looking at every yeah. single person as this beautiful, you know, divine creature as being really their whole you know and if you can start to look at everybody like that um it really changes it's like a big paradigm shift when we can see that we're all unified we're all whole absolutely the the work that i do i consider it to be i consider myself to be an activator not a healer because i don't think anyone is broken but i look at uh so you are in fitness i don't know much about fitness Um, but if you overwork 
one muscle part. It doesn't mean any of the other muscles don't exist. It just means your primary source of energy and powers coming from this one muscular group. The same thing happens in, in humans. They're never broken. Just one aspect of either their, um, pr their programs or their etheric sheaths or their subtle bodies or their pranic fields or their non, one part just seems to be pulling the weight versus the other. So whenever I'm working with someone, it's not to fix them. It's just to activate. So we get, we incorporate more, more, more members of the, of the, of your team, of your individual biological grid into, into your matrix. So all of you is functioning. I'm just turning you on in different ways so that you function to your optimal, op optimal joy so that you don't keep running in this program of fear, lack, like my work is so hard. I'm on this spiritual journey. Now everything is so hard because I have to clean my shit up before I can finally feel joy. Not necessarily. What if we just activate this one neural pathway that triggers the joy, no matter, even if you're like, oh crap, I, um, I don't know. I stole a compact makeup disc from the Kmart when I was eight and I can't get over it. That's a true story. And <laughs> um, instead of like feeling so shame, you can be like, I can feel the joy and recognize the shame simultaneously. I can find the joy in the shame. So yes, that whole concept of being broken comes from, it comes from um, a, 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 Again, it's almost like a situational, what is, I, I can't get the words. I can't find that word whenever people just put you into these categories of better, best, best, better, worse, better, best. Mm. Like that I'm broken, you're not broken. It's like this pair, this um, pyramid of hierarchy? success. Not a hierarchy. That's the okay. word. I, I have to tell today. So all of your listeners, today is this second year anniversary. My best friend transitioned. I'm struggling to maintain words, just maintain my energy. So I apologize. My brain is just like, oof, heavy today. Yeah. Plus the, plus the rain. Yeah. But make, you got it. There's a fog. Yeah. The hierarchy for sure. And I mean, if you just look at how more like, you know, human beings are sponges and very susceptible to what's going on around them. And there's a lot of like media that, uh, that preys on that, on people and relies on you being broken and saying that you're broken. So then that becomes a narrative of like, oh, I'm broken, you're broken, you know? What if we were all to turn around and say, no, absolutely not. Just because mm -hmm. we have these, you know, little imprints that happen when, you know, you can... You can have those. You can still be, you know, like you said, enjoying life, feeling, you know, love, laughter, all these things, and simultaneously feeling like shitty too. Mm -hmm. You know, some of my days I'm like one minute, like in shame, and the next minute in euphoria. And I feel like that is part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm curious for you, though, when did you actually tap into these guides or when did you start getting it messages? How did that unfold for you? Um, yeah, so it all again, it ties when I was young, I could tap into other energies. I could hear what other people were thinking. Um, but I grew up in this really small town. Um, 
And that was just shamed upon. And nobody, nobody was into like the woo woo. (laughs) And so I grew up in this little tiny Christian community. My parents' neighbors, um, there's Mennonite. It's a very small town. Um, But I thought because I could hear other people, I thought it was actually me. And so I started to get sick and I developed an addiction really young around fifth grade. I started to develop this really hardcore eating disorder and I was very sick for, um, Oh my gosh, I'm 25, 30 years, 25 years easily. I went through to rehab a couple times for it. And so it shut off. And then I ran into my best, my best friend, the girl that just transitioned, um, hired me at this pharmaceutical company. And the second I saw her, um, I knew I found my soulmate. She was just my, she was immediately my best friend. I knew I found my soulmate. I, I felt, um, at home finally. And she felt at home and I could, it was just, she was just my soulmate. It's the best way to put it anyway. Um, she started to get sick. She, uh, had Lyme disease Mm -hmm. and, uh, she developed chronic, chronic Lyme disease. And as she continued to get misdiagnosed, uh, five years went by and then she was finally diagnosed. And then another five years went by. And so we were about 10 years into her with severe, severe, severe debilitating Lyme disease and, um, own a yoga studio. And one day I was driving home from my yoga studio and she called me and she goes, Hey, Amy, I died. And meanwhile, I knew that her mental health was starting to go down because it was in her brain at this point, because Lyme is a spirochete. So it burrows in like your joints, your brain tissues. So she's like, I died. And she starts telling me all this stuff that happens when you die. And meanwhile, I'm driving like, oh shit, she's really lost it. Not hearing a thing she's saying, not hearing it. Meanwhile, she is a student at the Edgar Casey Center in Virginia Beach. I'm not, meanwhile, I am a yoga teacher. I believe in all the chakras and all this crap where quote unquote, I said I did. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, oh, I'm so spiritual. Blah, blah, blah. And she's talking to me. And I'm r- brushing her off. And she's talking about how you can humans can upload and download their consciousness into these containers. She's like, I went to the same place that the people on life support go, the people that have Alzheimer's, um, when they have those lucid moments, it's because their consciousness is called back into their container. She you just pull it down and you and she's like, it's incredible. And she kept talking and talking. Um Anyway, she was extremely sick. About a few days passed after that. And I was in my kitchen cooking. And I was at my counter. I was chopping my cutting board. And I turned around and she's standing in my kitchen, full form. And I quickly turned back to my cutting board. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing my shit. I'm losing my shit. And I turn around and she's gone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. And Sherry had this saying, she was like, never text, always call. Never text, always call. But I was like a mom, I was a mom and I'm like cooking dinner and I was stressed about my job and about whatever. And instead of calling her, I texted her and was like, Hey, are you okay? And all she said was send me love. And then, um, a day or so later, she decided that it was her time to leave. Wow. And, um, her husband called me and told me this. And when I got the call, her husband called me around, like, it's like four in the morning, five in the morning. and um. As soon as I answered, she showed back up into my room and she just put her hand on my head and she goes, it's time, it's time. And then in that moment, she touched her husband, told me nothing. I saw everything that she did, everything that was happening to her. Um, I just saw like 
my whole is as though she activated my eyes in a way that I will never begin to explain. In the moment, I had no idea what was happening. In the moment, I was doing a kitchery cleanse with a yoga student. I was doing this individual teacher training. I went down and started chugging um, whiskey, bourbon. I don't know what the hell it was. It was just brown liquor. And it was four in the morning. I just started chugging it because I lost my mind. Mm. I didn't know what I was seeing. I had no idea what was happening to my head. In the same time, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't say a thing to anybody. I should have known. I, should, I, I just immediately broke. I shattered in all directions. And then I drank steadily day and night for four, six months and pretended to be a yoga teacher, pretended to be whatever. Soon after that, she would come in. She's like, okay, it's time. are you ready to do this? Are, are we going to do this? I had no idea what she meant. And I would sit and just listen. And she would tell me how humans are constructed. She's like, here is how you can move anything through a human. Here is how they are wired. Here's where consciousness flows in. You can wire, rewire and clean them out, move their energy, just like a Tetris map. And so after that, then I started hearing lots of dead people. All the dead people started to come. Tons of dead people, even dead animals. Everybody started to come. Um, and I, at this point, am seeing entities, dead people, and her trying, thinking, I'm losing my brain. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. And it was only when my teacher and my fellow, like my friends, I would start to say what I, all of my powers turned back on. Like I could hear what they were thinking and I started saying it out loud. I could see entities on people and I could start to just be like, I, I can pull this off of you. I can see how um, patterns were moving. I can see how uh, energy was moving in and out of people's quantum communicators. Like those, those we call them chakras. Um, and I could, it, I could just grab it and pull it as though the space outside of them. And I know I sound crazy saying this out loud. The space outside of you, the six and a half feet, if I want to touch your stomach, I can touch it. But from out here, it's like I go into this trancey thing. I start to see all of your lines and you look like a grid. You look like a constellation set. And when you have an emotion or I ask you a question, I can quickly see it go up through your body. I can see it, how it moves. I can see what organs it innervates. I can see where it blocks and then will shatter. I can see where it blocks or where you have legitimately an emotional block. It just stops. It's like, it won't even go like an energy. There is a, it is a non-starter, like an emotion. Some people, if they, uh, for love, trust, that's a huge one. Uh, while well, start to poke at them about trust and you can see it move and then just shut off. Like that mm -hmm. is a non-starter. We will not trust. We will not process that emotion. Um, can you coax it? for someone can you be like it's okay so, let's so, <laughs> uh, whenever you stare deeper into it so there are will be constructs like it's almost like code these codes uh when you zoom in on them some of them are actually constructed so my team will talk to me and they'll show me images of what is built up around what is building the block they'll show me either their memory or many memories or they will show me a structure like something they actually built to keep something contained. 
like a, uh, um, a, a hidden memory or their subconscious is trying to keep something completely blocked. Um, and then I can see, I can see other energies, other non, here's where we're going to get really crazy, non-human collective energies that are here, um, that are outside, you know, the human collective that want to be embodied in the third dimensional human collective realm. Like a the parasitic way- kind of energy. Yeah, well, you would call it a, paras- a parasite. This word parasite is getting thrown around a lot right now. It, you would call it a parasite, but the only way to exist in the third dimension in which you can um, interact with the human realm mm. is through a human body. Because right now, humans don't respect animals. Humans don't try to communicate. They try to. Some of us do. Um, we don't really respect the land. We try to communicate with some of us do the plants. Some of us do, you know what I'm saying? So the only way in which you can interact with another human being is to be on this level, right? To be embodied by it. Okay. So these out non-human collective energies, when a person has a trauma and, um, and I use this example a lot in my energy sessions with people and I'll dumb it down. Let's say the first person you were ever sexually active with, you give them all like a ton of trust, right? Like, like that's a really vulnerable emotion. You give them tons of your chakra energy. Your gut is saying, meanwhile, this person's cheating on you, but you go and you ask this person like, no, no, not at all. And they totally gaslight you. And then you find out that they are. And in the moment of recognition, you find out that they are when you run directly into truth, you proclaim your sovereignty. Because all of your power in that moment, you make a declaration like, I will never trust again. I will never love again. I will never trust anyone named Joe or whomever. I will always hate. I will never let myself feel this way. You make these sovereign declarations. And in that sovereign declaration, whatever energy center seems to be um, involved in this situation, um, these chakras release these like tentacles. They're almost like tiny little portals. So Mm -hmm. I understand that people are seeing these chakras as like these like little uh, tornadoes, these vortexes coming off of them. But those vortexes have like these little tiny cilia that almost have little, even smaller vortexes that are, they touch things. They almost look like antennas on on an ant and they touch stuff and they absorb the information they pulled in. In that moment, when you are open, completely open, an outside consciousness energy can ride in on this uh, vibrational wave because the vibrations can be matched. It can find that frequency and you will literally upload it. Like you will transfer a, a file on your computer and you will absorb it into your chakra. What do chakras do? They communicate with your pituitary gland. Your pituitary glands like your mothership. Your mothership runs all of your endocrine glands. Every chakra associates with an endocrine gland. Endocrine glands are the quantum communicators. Like if you're you're an empath and you're in um, I, Southeast Asia and you could see a woman or a man and you could walk up to them and, and you could know what they're feeling without having to say a word. You just know because one of your energy as an empath, empaths do this all the time. You just know. They're the quantum communicators. You don't need to say anything. You just feel into it. That's what these things are meant to do. So that's how these entities get into humans. And a lot of times um, I will see when someone is like, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel this anymore. This energy that is like, oh, I'm needed. 
This is how I'm going to exist in the human realm. You upload this energy and it will block um, your code, your process, your energetic flow, your code in your human body. A lot of people will say, and a lot of psychiatrists will say that it's your subconscious blocking you out. But yeah, and that's true. Sometimes though, you will have a symbiotic relationship with the parasite. Uh, but we do call them parasites because they're living off of you. And same time, your personality will change around that. And psychiatrists will say, well, yeah, that's because you experienced trauma. Yep, that's true. But this is also true. This is all things. These are all things that are true. Um, sometimes they're mean. Sometimes they are not um, these like energetic parasites. And how I see these. Have you ever seen heat come off of um, hot pavement? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, Philly. Okay. Okay. So every, how, how I look at people's grids, every human has its own frequency, like a very fine channel on a radio station. And that is hooked into you and you alone. And that is how you um, communicate with your oversoul and your team and all members of your team, uh, your oversoul team. That is, it's like your thumbprint, but it's a frequency, just yours and yours alone. Then we carry vibrations. Vibrations are easily mimicked. Vibrations are um, light rays, sun rays, infrared rays, color waves, UV waves, like they are easily mimicked because we can find, but each human's frequency though is so uniquely and divinely designed um, that they cannot be mimicked. This is how your soul comes in and out of your consciousness. That I have not seen be overtaken. I have seen the vibrational absorptions that people um, almost absorb in horizontally to the earth grid. They seem to be mimicked, and that's how we how we get things in us. Now, deep, dark, ugly parasites have only run into extremely scary ones. Um, about I don't, probably up to about thirteen times, and I've only run into one. What I would say, actual demon. And how would you say they manifest in the human form? Like somebody's personality, someone's yeah. like their. Do they, are they, do they have disease? Like, where do you see yeah. it for someone? Okay. Very. Okay. So, um, uh, some people that have bad parasite, uh, energies that are come from, they come into the realm truly to hurt the human. They, they will be suicidal. They're very suicidal. They are self harmers. Um, and I'm not saying everybody that is suicidal has a parasite on them. Please hear me that loudly. Um, these are people that have not that just out of the blue, like a wave comes over them out of the blue. And it's usually uh, that dramatic, that dramatic of a, an emotional uh, bump, just because that's how that entity gets fed. It kind of works like the ghost realm, right? How ghosts live off people just messes with their emotions. That energetic dump is um, what they're looking for. And these people will not be suicidal in general. They just have all of a sudden, they'll have these self-harming thoughts usually um the the demon uh situation was completely different uh that that was a uh, a very young a very young girl in hawaii um trespassed into a a forbidden by the elders of that land um cave to bless herself and when she was in there she took a rock she took a rock room and within days she was having seizures. She was wow. having um, like, yeah, uh, she was, she was so sick. She was flown to university of Penn out of Hawaii. Um, she had a, she had a true, she was what I would say, quote unquote, um, possessed. She, 
was sicker than crap. Actually, Karen Montowski uh, really had to help me out on that one because um, this little girl was going to die. She was wow, so sick, so sick. And every test came out negative. And that's usually wow. one of the ways. And Karen had one of her demonologist friends help. Um, that's one of the ways you can tell a true like parasitic infection. All medical tests come out negative everything this girl it seems having- like that for so many people now with like these autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. where it seems more prevalent than ever before that there is there is no like medical explanation for why somebody's body is literally just harming them from the inside out so i'm curious your take on like autoimmune because it seems like it's like more and more and more people with this yeah so um that i some of those autoimmune program or autoimmune diseases, I have a philosophy on a few. And um, some people that have autoimmune diseases and have also had the unfortunate experience of being a, a victim of pedophilia or uh, sexual abuse. Um, this sexual abuse is is a self-destruction program that humans upload into other humans. And I don't under, um, when I, when I talk to, when I talk to the thing, the beings, um, this one always baffles them. They're like, you are literally the only race that purposely uploads a kill program into each other through this exploitation they don't understand um they don't understand it at all because nobody's putting a stop to it and they talk about some of the leading organizations on the planet globally um hiding that this happens and they're like this is one of the this is its threads a self-destruction program literally the body starts to kill itself just trying to survive that um abuse of of your sovereignty it is a complete abuse of someone's sovereignty it like literally removes the christos particle out of a person um and they feel like they're like a wasted cog and it just threads through humanity and it's everywhere so i see some of the autoimmune programs have are directly relinked to um their second chakra uh their second energy center um other autoimmune diseases are meant because we are so, in my opinion, my opinion only, we are so disassociated with the subtle body. Um, Autoimmune diseases increased the second technology increase because we're speeding up ever the processing of everything, but the body cannot speed up to the, to the way um, an IT phone works or the, an IT computer works because like our phones don't work on prana. Our phones don't work on that um, that unified field of cosmos, but the human body does. And so we can't speed up to that level when only part of our brain is working. And so our autoimmune disease is trying to just get us to quiet down for one, two, because you're trying to, if you know, when you have, did, did your computer ever get hot? Cause you're running 73 apps and your computer just gets overheated. Yeah. What exactly? what the human it's a shutdown it's we are we are computers and then you're talking about you know we're uploading programs we're downloading information i mean this is truly the case and you know um if you could speak to that a little bit more like could you could we um distill that down for the listeners because i think that that is a really um it's a really helpful to understand this 
um, it's about uploading and downloading programs. Yeah. And that we're like, in the way that we are, we're computers and how we take in information, you know? Right. Right. So it is, um, if you can think of your, if you can think of your brain or your, your whole life experience as, um, as a computer game, or let me come up with a good example here, something that will, um, play over. Okay. So if you, yeah, if we are in a computer, uh, game, and the whole game is meant to be played underwater. And our little guy is just to be swimming constantly. And we found a door or a special portal in our underwater imaginary world that instantaneously put us up on land. And now all of a sudden there is ease. When we download information, it literally creates and it looks like a a tube it looks like a channel it looks like a garden hose of information that creates an entire new perception and perspective of your realm so your entire consciousness has a new channel to flow through and in doing that your perception of all reality is changed there's an ease to it or there is a i can i cannot believe that i have been misled I cannot believe everything I believe I, I believed up until now has been false. So there is an expansion in your consciousness, literally, of uh, of understanding your realm, and at the same time, an emotional reaction happens, and so you flood your system with this new realization of your reality. Like, oh no, I no longer have to constantly swim underwater. Look how much ease there is on land, and then you're like, holy shit, there's a whole nother world here. There's a world up on this land that your your body has no time to react. And meanwhile, you're processing the trauma that up until that moment, you had no idea that this realm could have existed. This experience could have existed. So your whole body is trying to keep up with your brain. And now you're trying to bring everybody else up there with you saying, look, this is all we have to do. This is all that's happening. This is all we have to do. Just come with me. But you can't get anyone to come with you because their perception is their own perception. They get to go on their own damn video game journey. I don't know if that translated the way I want to. But download- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, I was in it. I was in like Mario Brothers all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, we're swimming and there's a doorway. And, you know, here we are. We're on our. But I, I, I understand. I do understand what you're saying. And uh, it just you know we go all over the place in this podcast it's stream of consciousness and there's no there is no there's no truth <laughs> truth is whatever you want to make of it you know what i mean yeah. and even like i just honor you for being for saying like this is going to sound crazy or you know what i mean and i think that's a way that a lot of us kind of anchor ourselves into this 3d by even saying that because otherwise it, it's like there yeah. needs to be some sort of like tether in a way and the tether can even be this uh conscious um like awareness of this sounds crazy but this is my reality this is my video game this is my reality this is what i'm experiencing you listeners may have never experienced this before but this is what i'm doing this is my truth and we all have our own realities and truths that we live in but a lot of the reality that most people live in is very limited and it's very um it's like you're you're kind of imprisoned in a way because it's, it's just um, you're very boxed in to certain programs that are 
keeping you down, making you feel sick, tired, and not truly empowered to just be you. You know, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is, you know, being yourself. And you talk about like everybody has their own like your soul is like you are you like there's no there your vibration I think called like a Merkaba I heard it you know that term like you know that's it's like a you know we each have our yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um but so many of us and myself included and I'm really this is one of my major like reasons why I'm just showing up every day and like trying to just deconstruct deprogram you know and heal things that really are Mm -hmm. still so stuck within my consciousness is I want to be able to show up as me and not as the me that is so uh infiltrated by what I think the me is I just want to be me you know and that's hard for people being themselves being yourself is a hard thing Absolutely. Because most of us think we're doing it wrong all the time. It is really scary to be to be yourself. I am trying to uh, step into this truth without making me look. First of all, I know I don't look like I have it together. I definitely don't sound like I have it together. I sound like I am ready to be like I have one foot into an institution again. <laughs> like I get that. I am very mindful though, that I am not telling anybody the way I do it is the way. Cause there's so many people that look up to you and you and, 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 and me, and they think that whatever I say is law. And when it doesn't, when they find out it doesn't work for them that way, all that is meant, all that is left is now resentment. So I cannot employ like this impart this enough. Being yourself is extremely scary, but it will never be as disappointing as finding out you can't be like someone else. That is leveling. So pick one. Either be a f- brave or be disappointed. Yeah, I think for people who have been walking around, though, for like 30, 40, 50 years as not themselves. Mm -hmm. And they might be even listening to this now going, holy shit, like, I really Mm -hmm. I know that how I show up isn't really myself, but I don't even know how to activate myself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So where do you start with that? You start asking yourself what if nobody was looking? What would you want to do? If nobody was looking, what'd you want to do? And if and if your answer right now is to just lay in bed and watch Netflix, you're probably really tired. Then do that. Give yourself permission to watch the damn Netflix. Cause there is going to be a point when you're like, okay, nobody's looking and this is what I want to do today. And then go do it. And if you don't know where to start, listen, like go watch somebody else who is doing something similar and understand that yours will be exactly what the world needs separately. There are so many activators and energy healers, and I don't know anyone who works the way I do. I have a very unique niche. Yeah. And everybody's looking for that blueprint, right? Even when they get started in, in uh, healing, you know, or 
you know, they feel like they're they have these psychic gifts they want to share. And it's like, OK, who do I look to who's similar to me? How can I you know, is there a blueprint for this? And it's like, no, there isn't. There isn't like I mean, I, I can't tell you how many books I'm reading lately. It's so many books on like just because, you know, I'm an empath and it's like I just kind of like I want a blueprint to help me deal with being an empath. And it's like, OK, there are yeah. things there are definitely things that are helpful. But at the end of the day, like, I actually get to make up the things that work mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. And they could. And I think the scary thing is, is when we do that, we make up the things that work for us or um, we're allowing things to come through us, not mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. um, it's scary to trust that because that's not what we've been taught. Like when we are born and we go to school, it's like, no, you're you're the programming again is like you are given information. Here's a textbook. Here's this. This is what you learn. This is how you do it. And um, but at the end of the day, like I say this all the time, everything's just made up. People just make shit up. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yep. whoever wrote the book yeah, made that up. They made that. That's their way. People like when yep. it comes to diets, when it comes to fitness, you know, and, like everything was someone's experience that they were like, I'm going to write this down and share it. Yep, that's a great, that's a, why, one of the reasons why podcasts are so helpful. Podcasts are activating people left and right. They're inspiring people left and right, just through words, vibrations. Yeah. It's amazing. I think podcasts and YouTube are the two biggest yeah. things just to get the word out, whatever that word is. Yeah, right. And so, and if, and if all of us were cogs, wouldn't it? YouTube and the podcasting just be so boring. We would only need one channel, right? If there was just yeah. only one way of doing it, it's, it's glory. There's no better way to waste your time. Yeah. <laughs> I think for, I think for me, what I'm, what I'm learning is like, um, there will be certain people that I'm attracted to uh -huh. and that's what you follow. So if you listen to a podcast, like you, for example, when I, you know, I heard you on a podcast, I'm like, I'm attracted to Amy, her energy, her vibration. I want to talk to her. I might what? listen to a hundred other podcasts though, and don't have that same reaction. Or if I see oh. someone on YouTube and it's a, you know, a practitioner that I want to meet or I want to work with, or someone that I'm like, I just want to know them. Talk to that. Do you believe that there is any sort of like your soul knows another soul that it's yeah. like, yeah, we're going to, we are going to talk. We're going to, even if it's one time we interact or whatever it may be that there's this knowing and you kind of feel it, right? It's just like, Oh, instantaneous. Like I want to talk to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, I think that because there are so many souls and this goes back to, um, one statement of time aim, Jesus. Oh, this goes back to the macrocosm and the microcosm. Your soul team, your frequency comes from a very, um, while I said earlier that you have your own thumbprint, you know, when you turn on the radio, there's like channel 100.1, 100.2, 100.3, right? Okay. They're all along the same frequency, but there's a fine tune, um, 0 0.1, 0.2, 0.3. Okay. Just like how your lungs have cells that communicate to the cells around it. If it has, if it's dying, it will send out uh, a, a little information to the cells around it. The cells around it will then do apoptosis as well and die as well, or they'll offend. Human souls do the exact same thing. 
So there is a frequency, let's say there's a frequency of souls where within the frequency of 100. And then there's 100.1, 100.2, 100.3. You will find your soul match within that frequency and you'll recognize it as your soul me. Just the way I saw it in Sherry, just how our lungs communicate with the exact same cells, like lungs don't communicate with the liver. They communicate when it sees and when it knows it talks to another lung cell. It's like, shit, there's my, there's my team. We find like, it's just the macrocosm of the microcosm. We literally make up different parts of human consciousness and we see it in other humans. And you will resonate, they will activate you and you will move like a wave. That being said, though, you still have your own individualized frequency. You are not trying to ever step out of it. You are never trying to be 100.1. You are always trying to be 100.2. But that being said, I, f- I find my soul, I know it's my soul in very specific people here on earth. The second I see them, I'm like, I, I, I can see, I see me, I see me in you. Like I just, my whole body knows. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know in an instant. Yeah. I call for me, it's, it's women, mostly women. I haven't had it that much. I haven't noticed it with men, but it's like, I, well, for me, what I call it is I call it a girl crush and Mac, yeah. and Mackie will know like because I have this like I'm having a girl crush like this person is everything and I need to know you know and and then I just follow that you know but the thing yeah then then the interesting thing to notice when that happens for people is like um I have tried to sabotage those situations in a way which is you know I'm I'm trying to I sort of was trying to like figure out what my what my story is around that like I'll end up being like I love this person I have such a crush on them and then I sort of start to, to like notice all the little flaws and things. And then I'm like, I don't love them anymore. It's very, it's really interesting, you know, and it's all on me, you know, yeah, why you do that. Um, I think, it, I think it is, uh, there's, there's something around like vulnerability, intimacy with some, you know, and, um, like my story a lot has been like, I'm on my own, you know, since like that was when I was on my own when I was young and like kind of had to like make my way. So I think it's a little bit about that. And then there's a lot of comparison for me in like the the women that I've tended to always like have girl crushes on are because they have this charisma to them that I see. And I'm like, I am so attracted to that charisma because they are showing up in a way that is just being themselves and not giving a fuck and I have yeah. been, you know, when I was growing up, I was very much like um, scared to show up in that way at, from a certain point on because I was told you're too much, you know, all that stuff. And so um, yeah. it tri- it's been it was, it's been triggering. You know, I think that I've gotten through a lot of it now, but I noticed like it was just a, it's very triggering to see people like that because it's like I think. I wanted to be a hundred point four on the channel yeah, with them. And I'm like, but I'm yeah. not going to be. So if that's how yeah, they're showing up, I won't show up like them. So maybe it's like through osmosis, I thought I would eventually just be able to yeah. be that, but you can't be someone else. Like you said, you yeah. cannot be someone else. They're talking, they're talking about, um, that imposter syndrome is a big deal. Yeah. Is, is a big trigger. Uh, do you do you deal with that a lot that imposter syndrome feeling like i'm imposter oh absolutely my whole life and i think it's because there was never like uh 
anyone giving me confidence. And I think that, you know, as children, it's important, you know, when you're a parent to give your children like confidence and to say things like you're a star, you're beautiful, you're amazing. And I had to just say that to myself, but you feel like an imposter saying it to yourself when no. you don't actually have like the the mom and the dad saying it to you. And mm -hmm. so these women that I, you know, one of them, particularly my best friend, she was like, my mom like tells would tell me from when I was little that I'm just incredible. I'm beautiful. It doesn't matter what I look like. I'm this. And I'm like, damn, that's amazing. Like, and right? I just, that was, that was something that was missing, you know, in my life. Yeah. So there's a lot of healing around that and does it causes of imposter syndrome for sure. Oh my God. Look how amazing that you are though. Look how amazing you are without good God. So, so many people would have um, crumbled and I see so many people that do crumble yeah. without having that, that base, that support from their, their parents. Look at you go. Yeah. Dude. Part of the go it, though, like has been so incredible. And now where I am, I'm like, I'm letting go of the, a lot of the need to go and move at so fast and have all of the next steps in place. And I'm really just trying to like go with the flow and yeah. slow down and listen to like, what is the next stage of, okay, you got this far. And it's mm -hmm. amazing. And trust that you have all the masculine qualities to do what you need to do. But the feminine energy is like the thing that I'm so calling in right now. And it has, I, I'm calling in because it's literally my oversouls. Like, this is, yeah. I mean, I've all I've had, you know, I joke about this, but like my dreams have just been about like vaginas and orgasm and all of this stuff it's been like crazy i'm like what is this i had a dream recently and it and it was like i went to uh like a healing center in arizona in this dream doesn't exist i don't know what it is and it was like uh this woman gives me a tape and goes you have to watch this tape i'm like okay so it's like a vhs which is funny to think about so i put the tape in and it's this and I can't recognize who this person is, but it was a woman, a black woman made me this tape. And she was like, Yoni, Yoni is the answer. And you're going to and you're going to heal through orgasm. And I was like, Mackie, get over here. Watch the tape with me. Watch the tape. You're like, look at this tape. I'm like, you got it. You have a part of this is your job. And then so things like that feel I mean, I truly believe in dreams, like being so significant like that, you know? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, OK, woke up and like wrote it down I'm like Yoni orgasm. OK, like, you know, yeah. dreams are I mean, I have found that like I when I'm really like activated, I can have these like, crazy dreams that I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, messages are coming through in some way. So mm -hmm. like what I need to do to like keep mm -hmm. healing. And I say that healing because like I have, I have had a lot of wounds, like everybody has, but depending yeah. on the kind of like big trauma you had or, you know, little trauma or whatever. And no one, it's not that mine is any worse than anyone else. But for me personally, I just had a lot you know, when I was mm -hmm. young and mm -hmm. um, didn't really get to slow down enough to like mm -hmm. work on them until more recently. And so, yeah, mm. it's hard. Well, anytime you need a reminder that you were amazing, 
I will absolutely gladly fucking remind you. And it's not because I want friends in Boulder, Colorado. (laughs) Because I truly believe that. Like I, I see it. Becky, do you have a back injury? Um, well, my back is a little bit uh, sore today. You have a you shoulder? No, he has a sh- you have a shoulder. shoulder. It's a shoulder blade yeah. issue mm-hmm. that won't that yeah, is really like really been going on for a while now. Yeah, like a, yeah absolutely. A few like... weeks, like a month. Yeah. Okay, but it's it feels been, like it's almost it's in been the lung. Months. It's been months. Yeah. Does it feel like it's <laughs> deep, deep in your lung almost? In the lung, in a left side <laughs> lung. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. I feel it. I absolutely feel it. <laughs> Yeah, I I will help you take that thing out. Oh, thank you. I absolutely see it. It's it's been it's been bad for the last month, but yeah, it's been like one of those little nagging like things annoying. that's been there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pain is interesting. Yeah. Everyone, you know, in different pains that your your body kind of just like nags you about. Mm-hmm. We've I've been very lucky about like not getting serious injuries like throughout mm-hmm. my fitness career. I've been mm-hmm. Yeah, knock on wood. But I haven't had that like, oh, tore my ACL or haven't had the really big things, but I've had these like little nagging things that just kind of add up over time. Yeah, this is bothering you. I can see it. Okay. We'll work on that. Thank you. uh, Yeah, I'll work on it. All right. So I have one kind of last question and we could, there's going to, I want to have a part two to this if you're open to it, because one yeah. of the things that I really did want to talk to listeners about is yoga. And we didn't even get to that, but you know, that's okay. But the reason yeah. I want to talk to listeners about that eventually, and we will have a part two, you know, um, is because I, I just really want to share with people how amazing yoga is yeah. um, beyond the like physical, like poses of yoga and yeah. what a lot of people are exposed to with it. You know, when you just go to a yoga studio, it's like, you know, people think, oh, it's great for my flexibility and, you know, and my body and longevity. But like the actual like, uh, I don't want to call it like religion behind yoga, but, you know, the um, what would you call it if you had to call it like the. Yeah, so I would call it just the spirituality behind yes. it, you know, it's. Um, there is a fine line. And there's there are yoga purists, which follow very strong dogma, the dogma of yoga. And that you can see it in the different lineages. It is this way or no way, according to different lineages and dogmatic approaches to yoga. But the overall general spirituality that is the basis of the, the Patanjali Sutras, the basis of Raja Yoga or Royal Yoga, that wisdom, that wisdom is a game changer. And in that book, out of all of those sutras or threaded bits of wisdom, only two of them talk about asana or the postures. The rest of it is the portions of practice, the portions of contemplations, the portions of com- accomplishments, and the portions of, uh, of gifts. And, and they're all the things, if you contemplate on this, if you practice this, it will bring you these accomplishments and this type of freedom. And you just follow it through. It is whenever lineages, studios, uh, quote unquote, teachers needing to make a living off of this shit, dogmatically approach it as my way, the highway, this is the right way, that it puts it in a little box and lowers the vibration and the freedom 
for individual approach to this. Yoga is a science, right? It was, it was never created to be one way or the highway. As a matter of fact, the sutras don't tell you do it this way or it won't work. It will say, um, here, it will just, it makes suggestions. If you do this, if you do this, this will come. It's, just fucking try it <laughs> without having to, without having to be in perfect alignment. And I understand being in alignment in the asana helps energy flow through or faster through you. But then that rules out. If you have to do just the asana, just the, uh, the posture, that rules out anyone that is paralyzed. What, now I don't get to do yoga because I'm paralyzed? Anybody that, God forbid, be overweight because I can't now wrap my legs around my head because I have a bigger belly, that rules them out. So now they're never getting enlightened because you have a stomach. What is that crap about? So as a yoga teacher, I am very mindful to not say ever that my approach is the only approach. Just read this book. Let's talk about the book. How does it feel in you? How it feels in you, just stick with that for now. Let it awaken you in the ways that it's awakening you. Let it inspire you to become a more joyful version of yourself. Anything that doesn't resonate, let go. And if you are going to Austin a practice to compete with another human being in that room, not only are you lowering the vibration of that sangha, that community, you are missing the entire point. You are absolutely missing the whole point. I love being a yoga teacher, not because I am flexible, is because it freed me from part of my addiction. Um, like I said, I was uh, I found yoga the second time I was in rehab. And and in those days, I uh, in those days, we didn't have anything to get you off of meth. You just you cold turkey that shit. So you just I just did 14 days of sweating. Sweat, night sweats, crying, rocking, because <laughs> I would use these amphetamines. I was a bulimic and I would use these amphetamines to just run endless, endless miles of running. Um, and in that moment, the day, the day that my addiction broke, I was sitting beside a quote unquote yoga teacher. And my first yoga class was just learning to sit still. That's it. We didn't do a single freaking posture. So she's just like, let's see if we can sit here without you rocking or needing to run from yourself for two minutes. My first yoga class was two minutes long and we just sat there and I just watched myself think I was going to explode mm. from the inside because God forbid, I don't want to be with me. And once I made it through those two minutes, she's like, tomorrow we will try a new asana practice. And we just sat in child's pose and she just put her hand on my back and just rubbed my back. She's like, just breathe here. And then that class was done. This is how I started yoga. Wow. That's, That's be beautiful. It. Thanks. Really? I love yoga. And, you, I love and so yoga. how do you have, you have a studio still or mm -hmm. do you have, where yep. is the studio? It's in Yardley. It's called, it's in Yardley, Pennsylvania. It's called Yoga Love. Love it. And um, I bought the studio about eight years ago. Um, and the lady that I bought it from was going to close it. And I panicked because this is the thing that was keeping me, <laughs> keeping me like sane. So I bought this yoga studio. I'm not a business person I, to this day. And this is the joke between my accountant and everybody. If I ever go missing, it is my accountant. I'm in his trunk. I'm <laughs> up in his basement. <laughs> like, I have never once balanced the books for this yoga studio. Uh, I have a full-time job because I never want to depend on money. 
I never want to have to depend on yoga to, to pay me. Yeah. I'm going to hold the space of this studio. I'll make sure the bills are paid. I'll teach. I'll get other amazing teachers in there to teach as well. And then I'll work this full-time job, but I've never balanced the books once there. We just, it's just a mom and pop small shop. And I'm always looking for, I'm always looking for amazing teachers that uh, care more about uh, people's souls than their handstand practice. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, if you could suggest any books, if anybody is interested in really learning about the spiritual aspect of yoga, yes. would it be like the yoga sutras? What would you... Yes, there's, um, I would start, yeah, with the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali and the one um, translation is by Swami Satchitananda. Swami Satchitananda, long ass words, Satchitananda. His translation is beautiful because he relates it to, he'll, uh, he relates it to um, common day occurrences. Um part of the sutras, part of the limbs actually, and, and why else I like this is um, Patanjali or the sage that brought us the comprehensive path and practice of yoga outlined that there are eight limbs to it. The first limb is something called the yamas. The second one is the niyamas. And they are the ethical observances of how your soul interacts with others and how your soul interacts with your meat suit. The third limb is then asana. And in these sutras, he says, if you start asana practice before you start taking a look at how you treat yourself and others, asana will only trigger and make more intense that in which you are already currently struggling with. And so it asks, he asks you, please, let's start with these yamas and niyamas. And so the second book I would recommend is, is um, I'm actually starting it with my, with my students on Saturday morning, is called The Yamas and Niyamas by uh, Deborah Adele. And why I like it is because she gives one and then she'll break it down and she'll talk about it. And she gives you three weeks of practices, three different practices. You pick one a week of how you can uh, play around with it in your everyday experience. That is a game changer. When you start to stop stealing, stop stealing anyone's attention, anyone's idea, anyone's love, stop stealing anyone's um, moment. So like how much stop stealing anyone's reverence, the reverence of the earth. Like that's an amazing one or compassion or, or contentment or truthfulness or, uh, non-harming or, or my, my, my favorite is called Svadaya. Svadaya means to self-study, to just sit with yourself and recognize, um, where, how you move in this realm, how you behave, how you love, how you disassociate, how you consume, how you use like Svidaya. It is the study and implementation of pulling God into yourself and just like studying that you are sovereign, that you are God. And it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. And that's why, I, you know, I want to implore people out there to just dabble a little bit if you you know if you so choose but it's pretty it's pretty amazing and um you know I got a yoga teacher training so many years ago but it mm -hmm. wasn't um I didn't have the 
I didn't have the capacity then to really do the self-study of reading these books and the things that were recommended. And it was more of at that time in my life, I was really, really struggling with my own like eating disorder and body dysmorphia. And yoga was kind of like I was practicing the asanas in a hot space in the way of like seven days a week. This is how I'm going to stop working out so hard. And it's like, okay, but I did that. And I did all my other running Mm -hmm. and all my other stuff. So, um, but now as I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't, the the asana to me is a secondary, like I want to, the other pieces of it are so (laughs) phenomenal and just your day to day, how you're, how you're living your life and how you're approaching other human beings and mother nature and uh, I love that self-study. That's pretty much uh, all I do. And uh, <laughs> it's really interesting to be always like, I'm going to observe myself, you know. <laughs> um, and But, you know, and then constantly going in and out of that. You can't be there permanently or else you would not be able to function in society with other people. If you aren't, you have to sometimes like be be here now to like you know go to the grocery store or whatever not self-study yourself every moment but it is pretty incredible all right my last question for you and then i don't want to keep you forever is when you talk about your guides and your Mm -hmm. team Mm -hmm. well it's a two-part question who are they for you and and who are they are they the same for everyone or are they very are they different for everyone and you know obviously you're very connected and can i can hear them but list the listeners, even myself, I'm disconnected in a way. I don't, you know, who, who's talking to me? Yeah. Um, okay. So it is my understanding and keep in mind, I, um, only have talked to my team that your guides are never members of anyone that's ever transitioned for you. So I have a lot of people that are like, I can hear my grandmother talking to me, to which I would like to tell you, honey, you're just psychic. If you can hear your grandma talking to you, that's just psychic. Your guides are never anyone that loves you because they will only give you, um, they'll give you information. They don't have a dog in the fight. Like if you, if you were to ask your guides, if you should break up with um, your boyfriend and your grandma's one of your guides, Keep in mind, your grandma's going to have her personality. So if all of a sudden she's not whatever she would want for you, she's going to say, yes, absolutely. But your guides will, because she has a dog in the fight. She has, you're part of, like, she loves you. That's just psychic ability. Your guides are usually people that have nothing to do with you, that have had um, a very close experience to embodied consciousness, not necessarily on the earth realm, but embodied consciousness, meaning they have moved, um, they have experienced uh, living amongst other humans, um, and other, uh, energies and emotions, they will tell you things like, and they're always very positive. Like they'll say, okay, you want to stay with him? Fine. This is what you can keep in mind. Keep in mind you, your heart will continue to feel heavy. And that was something that you are, um, growing in. So you will grow in this way, or they'll say, um, you can leave and you will experience fear. And you will also experience freedom. You will grow in that way. You will. So they will, they, they tell you both sides, like they'll tell me both sides of all scenarios, all stories without telling which is right or wrong. Cause there's endless 
endless paths for you to take. There is no right or wrong. Yeah. No matter where your soul is going to get to where it needs to go, no matter how many non-linear paths you take to that end point, you're getting there. You are just getting there. Um, when you receive these uh-huh. messages, who is speaking though? Because when I think, okay, when I'm thinking I'm going to go get the soup out of the thing for dinner, it's like, you know, I'm hearing the voice in my head saying, I'm going to get yeah. the soup out of the thing for dinner. If you're, if these yeah. are gods, right. is it that same voice or is it, I'm going to get the soup right now? Yeah. You know, is it like oh, a different, different voice? They're both. They're both. Okay. So I have an oversoul guide or two and, and most people have like about a hundred guides throughout their lives. So if you're here trying to learn the names of your guides, get a piece of paper. Cause you're going to write that shit down unless you're good with memory. Um, and they cut, they change constantly. I have an over, I have a couple oversoul guides. They're the ones that are like, go and go now. They speak in a very deep voice to me and Mm. they call, they, they call me me. I'm, they don't say Amy. They, they're like me. me." (laughs) I'm like, why do you call me that? And they're like, the letter a before anything's means not that thing. We call you me. A me in their realm means not me. So they won't call me by my name. They're like me. And I, and I hear them as loud as day. You'll just get in for, for those of you getting in touch with your guides. One, if you are so busy in your head, you will miss the instance where you are walking and all of a sudden a feeling comes over you like, uh oh, your hair stand up on the back of your neck, your spidey senses go off. This is why people say to meditate, but a lot of people don't meditate. Fine, don't meditate, but you have to get quieter. You're not going to be, because there's a subtle frequency shift that happens. Your brain has to enter into a theta brainwave state in order for you to hear these things. That brainwave state is the brainwave state right before you drift off to sleep. And if you cannot get your body to relax to that, you are going to miss when they trigger in. When they first started to talk to me, um, I, I could hear Sherry in her own voice, but she is coming through as a, uh, a conduit. She is a conduit of energy. She's not a guide. She's just like a ghost. That's psychic ability. Mm-hmm. It's mediumship. That's the people who are like, I can hear my aunt, grandma, Josephine. No, you are a medium. You are a psychic. Your guides will first start off like you and they will give you information like you weren't even thinking about, like you're cooking dinner and all of a sudden a song from 1980s popped into your head. That is your team. So that Mm. I've been wondering about that, Amy, because you think about sometimes when you get these, just the most random fucking memories pop up, the most random idea. And you're like, where could this possibly have come from? That's the, that's you. And people, and people don't recognize that as anything more than like, I was weird, you know? Yeah. (laughs) but there's i'm i'm reading a book right now called the art of psychic reiki and it's been really cool because this woman talks a lot about that when you're first getting in touch with your guides you know your oversoul that it's happening you're just not aware that it's happening it's happening in subtle ways Mm -hmm. that you would dismiss it and you'd be like that's Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. but it's nothing but nothing is nothing it all is meaningful yeah That's cool. In those moments, in those moments, recognize it. I'm telling everybody this, recognize it because the second your team has found a way to get your attention 
a network channel is be, is being made. It's like a neural transmitter, a neural pathway is being created in that way. Recognize it. The second you recognize you will have an out of the blue thought, say, I recognize this. If this is my team, what do you mean? Tell me what you mean. Mm. Tell me what you mean. Just keep talking to them. Be like, I hear you. I hear you. What do you mean? And then get a journal and keep a hit journal. Write it down because your team is going to come up with a communication system for you and you alone until you fine tune it, until your frequency can match their frequency and they can get their frequency to match yours. It is like a very gentle piece of the puzzle um, backing up against each other, but recognize it. And even if you need to say it out loud, Say it out loud because they are marking. They're marking how to get to you. They're trying. They are trying. I've never met anyone. That's not true. I've only met one person that did not have an oversoul team, did not have any team members show up for them. Um, but there's a big, there's an awfully dark story behind that. So we'll, that's for another day. And um, have you ever, I feel like uh, Jessica and Oscar, have you heard, you heard, uh, I've heard of them and I've never, because it's always them. like they're, you know, the podcasts have been, we had Jessica on the show and Oscar on the yeah. show. And that for her is, you know, a being between the, you know, Oscar says I'm between the eighth and the 10th dimension. And that's a being that she can actually like channel and is with mm -hmm. her like all the time. So she can mm -hmm. just be like, okay, Oscar's going to speak now. And it's like, mm -hmm. um, that's a guide for her. But he says yeah. that he's not a guide for just he her. Like, but no. he can show up for her. Yeah. Cause she fine tuned her channel. Yes. And everybody, everybody has that ability. My teacher says the quality of a vibration is directly related to the quality of its container. So if you are worried that you cannot hear your guides or your teams, check in with how loud your life is. Mm. And that's not a shit on you at all. This is if you truly want this, then truly clean out the container, grow your container so it can hold that level of a frequency. Because I'm sure when you talk to Jessica, and I would love to talk to this woman as well, there's an immense amount of concentration that she first has to tap into to get it flowing. At least it is for me. Like I have to, I, I have to get somewhere first mm -hmm. and then the information starts to channel through until then your guides and you will, you become like on speed channel after a while I can get quiet and be like, get in here and they will come flying in. Well, that's what it seems like almost like when it's pra it's any kind of practice, right? It becomes more, you become more fine tuned to it. You become more, yeah. it's just easier. Like, you know, when someone first gets into a downward facing dog, it's like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done, you know? And then the years go by and you're like, I, you know, I can hang out in down dog for hours. Like I love down yeah. bird facing dog. It's like, hey, keep me there. And so it's yeah. like a muscle that you're building and you're working on. And so it takes practice and fine tuning and, um, and patience. And I think in the society we live in where it's like, you know, I want it yesterday. I'm actually, you know, I'm working on like deleting that programming from myself right now is the yeah. I want the answer yesterday and yeah. just kind of full circle going back to today and what I realized about my capacity and I had a really the last few days I've been so like not tapped into like um meditation or like spirituality or really because this is something that 
I absolutely know I have to do in this lifetime is slow down mm-hmm. and like tune in and, and fine tune the channel. And mm-hmm. um, that requires me to do less than I've ever done before in my life. Mm-hmm. And so these past few days when I'm like, oh my gosh, my calendar, like this isn't good, you know? And I, today I realized like, okay, I hear the message loud and clear. I am yeah. too really build in time for spirituality, like really build it in because, um, and I don't, you know, as you say to the listeners, like if you really want this and some people might not want, you know, they might be totally fine with just doing their life the way they're doing it. And that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. For me though, like I really, it's not that I want this. It's that I know I have to do this and I can't, I have no other explanation for it. That that hits. That you know? hits. Yep. Like even when I said it, I have a vibration throughout my whole body. Like mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. like energy, just bzz, just like feel like yep. I'm like static electricity right now. Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, this conversation was amazing. Thank you no, for coming so on and Thank talking you. with oh, us. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm going. I'm going uh, skiing uh, this this week. But um, next week, if your back still hurts, like text me and we'll just come over and we'll just take that out. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm it'll recording take a just... bunch of uh, workout videos next week. So it'll be, uh, it'll be, yeah. if we can, if we can knock it out, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's not, um, it's not a muscular thing. It's in your, it's a, it's an energy thing in your lung that it feels muscular. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and you're actually not the first guest that has said that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's good confirmation. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Where can people find you? And so how do you work? If anybody wants to work with you, like where can they find you and what, what do you offer? So you can find me on Instagram. Um, at a laughing spice <laughs> and when they're um and we'll, we'll a, put the show notes we'll put this all in the show notes that, that's in there yeah. guys and then a link it, to my my website where you can book sessions with me um my website is called vera shanti vera means uh, you know infinite power or or like warrior vera like vera warrior one vera shanti Love warrior um yeah verashanti.com and uh, you can read about the different sessions that I have there. We, I definitely do most of my sessions through Zoom. I have clients all across the globe. Um, we can definitely do etheric surgery through Zoom and it works. Um, but we can do Reiki on biomats and meridian clearings and all kinds of stuff like that in person too. And in Philly, Philly or Yardley. Nice. And aside from your, so you're, you have your mentor that you're working with. Um, Shumati, yeah and um before that though because that wasn't how long ago was that when you so i went to malta with Shrimati probably eight six years ago okay so it's been a little while yeah six years ago i've gone to malta with her and then um i am her first luminary initiate into her um she has a spiritual community that I cannot recommend more called Water Tiger. Um, 
she she's just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant spiritual teacher, um, advisor. She wouldn't call herself a teacher. She's just like a guide, just offers up some stuff. Take what you want, leave what you don't. But she gives you practices. Uh, she's an activator. Um, but you can find her at juliepyatt.com. And yeah. Yeah. She, I love hearing she, about the different like teachers and mentors because all teachers, mentors, activators need other teachers, mentors, activators yes. <laughs> to support yeah, absolutely. them. Yeah, absolutely. And her, her husband has a, she has a podcast called, um, for the life of me. Her husband is rich roll. He has a podcast called the ritual role, uh, podcast. He's, he's a very beautiful activator in his own right as well. Yeah. I'm a bit of a uh, rich roll super fan. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Next time I talk to them, I will tell them you nice. said hello. I'll well, you, tell them you love. I would love that. Thank you. Ultra. Absolutely. You love ultra runners. You have a good, uh, speaking of like I have girl crushes on people. Like guy yeah. crushes on I love ultra endurance sports. Endurance sports. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're moving yeah. to Boulder, babe. So you're about <laughs> to be yeah. literally surrounded by ultra marathoners and try and like iron men Trail like all runners. day every yeah. day all the good stuff <laughs> it's literally where they live so we're moving yeah. to the right place for you to be like soaking up all that energy oh my gosh i am jealous on and, and just so excited for you we're getting a two I, we're getting a two bedroom you can come and you can visit and you can hang out in boulder anytime you want so <laughs> and uh, anybody <laughs> else listening come come to boulder and hang out i really i'll be so new to it i'll want people to come and hang and like experience it with me so i'm like Please. Yeah, I mean, that's why I want a two bedroom. I want to be able to have people come stay with us. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your night, Amy. And then we'll we'll connect soon. I'll yeah, um absolutely. I'll ping Tell you to let you know when this episode's out and stuff. So okay. all right. Good. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Good to meet both of you. Yes, you too. Bye.